Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. This is Fly Purbly with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who are still holding out hope that Joel Quenville will be around to rip shots before the Eagles game on Sunday. Oh, baby, I'm going to retire after this podcast. You better retire after this podcast. We're going <laughs> to peak tonight talking about the fact that the Flyers finally pulled the trigger and have fired David Tiberius Haxtell. <laughs> yeah, David uh, David Haxtell is finally gone. Uh, do you want to guess what his record is, or are you looking at the sheet already? I, I'm not looking at the sheet. I would 277 like games. 200. Uh, number one, math, not my forte. Not, not Divide great. Divided three ways. <laughs> oh, baby. 277? Uh huh. So is he. Oh, God. He won less than his, uh, less than half his games. He won less than half? Yes. Well, shit. Well, shit. It's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> Did he reach triple digits? Yeah, oh yeah, he reached triple digits. Okay, so let's go with 120 plus... <laughs> Gotta draw it out here, I know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he is 134, 101, and 42. Or he was. R.I.P.D. Dave. That's better so, than I thought. Won 134 of 277 games in the NHL, which uh, I mean, it feels about right. It feels about right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a little more than I thought, but ultimately, pretty much. Uh, so, what what's the winning percentage there? Do you have that? I do not. I can figure it out <laughs> in one second. Yeah, but this is a a quickly put together podcast here. I just like to know if so. it's 500. I just want to know if oh, no, ultimately. No, no. Uh, oh man, there like would have been nothing more appropriate. Uh, 44. So it was less than 500. Yeah, it was under 500. But close to 500. Yeah. So that feels yeah, I mean, appropriate. Again, that feels yeah, about that right. feels very Dave Haxtell, yeah. Yeah, like, not, nothing to really make you too upset, but nothing exciting. Nothing We're good. Nothing to get you pumped, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's Dave Haxtell. I mean, no, nothing to get what, you pumped your... like some wakeboarding. <laughs> what's your... What's the one thing you always remember about Dave Haxall because mine is a quote from earlier this year. Jesus. I, where my mind collapsed. It, is I'll there you something mine. to remember? I mean... <laughs> His comments about Sandheim's usage will forever stick with me. What were those comments, Craig? When him... When Sandheim and Gudis were killing it earlier in the season and somebody asked him about increasing Sandheim and Gudis's minutes and he said... They're doing really well for us. They're, they're stable for us right now. But 
we're not going to uh, increase their time on ice or their role because of how well they're playing. <laughs> and that just, uh, you know, it's a thing where uh, that's exactly why you play somebody more. If somebody's doing really good, maybe uh, put them on the ice more and not somebody who's been playing like shit. That's kind of yeah. how teams won games. That's how you show off death. I don't know. The thing about Sandheim Gudis is that 70% of the time they work every time. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So uh, just put them out there for 70% of the time. <laughs> I don't, but I, I don't one, get it. I, I didn't really yeah. get Hackstall. I gave him every chance in the world. And you it gave also, him the most amount of chances. I gave him all the chances and he yeah. burnt every bridge. Like if I <laughs> was screaming to fire Hackstall this year, that means it's bad because I was like, let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. You know, yeah, another we, first round loss. Like, no, let's hear him we, out. We did. We did a podcast in like the middle of October. And I was talking about him being the, it was after Quinville got fired. And I said he was the fourth longest hitter coach. And you're like, yeah, but you know, there's a lot of coaches like in that general area. I was like, all right, man. I was like, okay. And then uh, I think like the next week he was like, ah. Uh, we're going to try Derek Settlemeyer as the 1C. And then it was like, all right, well, I don't, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> no, I, I just, I definitely reached my wits end with Hack. And so the thing about this, why I needed to discuss this, this is obviously big news. This is huge news. And this was news that we expected when Hextall was released, was fired rather. And it didn't come. And we've sat here for weeks going, how the hell is Dave Hextall still here? I don't yeah understand for the life of me how this guy is still here how he survived this long this long but ultimately it came down to just the most bizarre circumstances possible so the flyers go on a canada road trip uh, i guess buffalo was the first stop but it's basically it's canada. Kind of canada yeah but they go up into northwest canada and just start off with a nice win in buffalo kill it absolutely kill it great and then it just gets progressively worse until we reach an absolute, absolute, the dumpster fire to end all dumpster fires in Vancouver. I was fortunate enough I did not watch most of that game. I was out. I don't think a lot of people uh, did. Consuming adult beverages. Yeah, I mean, once once I heard the, the news from uh, our very own Stephanie, I just kind of chalked up that that night was going to be a fucking terrible loss. Right, that. so... Earlier that Wait day, for the aftermath. Yeah. Earlier that day, Steph puts it out there that the Flyers are going to fire Hackstall and uh, you know possibly Coach Q coming in, which is exciting. People are pumped. And then Sunday, Dave Isaac comes out and publishes a piece and says this is the case. Everybody is thrilled. People, this is the most excited I have seen the Flyers fan base a in parade. a long, long time. People are storming the streets shirtless. Everybody's chugging uh, butt heavies. They're just screaming in the streets, banging pots and pans. That's what I did. Just, yeah, everybody as one did not matter what age, color, gender, just everybody holding hands in the streets. Except in my case, in my case, it wasn't butt heavy. It was Dirt Wolf and I was howling. I was going to say I was going to pour uh, pour out of Milwaukee's best because I think that's the closest city to North Dakota that is known for beer. So, but I, is there a big popular North Dakota IPA that I'm unaware of or is Milwaukee the closest? I'm a beer guy and I got no freaking clue. All right. Yeah. So I would have said Milwaukee's best. 
which is, uh, if you haven't had Milwaukee's Best, it's a very misleading name uh, for their beer. So <laughs> I feel like Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee's minimum wage, having a good time on a weekend, I think is what it should be called. It gets so. you drunk. It, it gets the job done. You're just not going to like doing that job. <laughs> it's a shitty job, but someone's going to do it. Job. Yeah, it's like you're you're filling potholes for 10 hours a day. And then you got to, that's pretty much what that is. <laughs> anyway, Dave Haxtell, he, he's gone to us. He's out of 5,000. Well, uh, and the thing is, okay, so, oh, yeah, so go back Sunday, point, yeah. it comes down where it's like, okay, so this is going to happen. Everybody's really excited. And then people start refuting that report. Uh, Darren Drager comes out, says, I don't know about this happening. And um, I think Andy Strickland was saying that uh, Joel Quenville has not spoken to the Flyers. Yeah. And he's skiing and he's chugging Bud Heavy. He's out on the ski course. Not, not ski course. What am I talking about? The slopes. Yeah, slopes. The ski course. Oh, the ski course. I don't do a lot of skiing, if you can tell. Wow. But where I've never Coach done. Q is just chugging Bud Heavies while doing like triple axles or. Also, maybe not a skiing thing, but who cares? Think, what yeah. do I look like? A rich guy? Oh, <laughs> come on. Steve Rockefeller over here. Steve Rockefeller. Oh, <laughs> but the thing is, we all thought this was a done deal. Done deal. And then we find out it's not. And the Flyers are in the air, probably on the most miserable plane ride of all time. Like, it's a five-hour flight of just pure agony. People are joking about Dave Haxtell hijacking the flight just to try and delay his firing. And... <laughs> It's bad. Like, and the thing is, hack number one had to know the writing is on the wall at this point. And number two, well, no, it's really just that. Like, he had to have been expecting this, and the Flyers probably told him at that point. Like, if he has not had a conversation about this, he soon will. And it should not be a surprise to anybody. Yeah. No, and I, I mean, he had to have known before today. I think he that's had my to big have known. thing. Like, yeah, I, like with some of the stuff that came out today, I I find it hard to believe that he went in. Like, I I just don't believe he was actually at practice today. I was like talking to Fletcher. He's like, "We're good, right? Like, I'm we like cool? we're <laughs> we're good." No, like so Sunday night we actually don't have resolution on this. Sunday night we go to bed not knowing if Dave Haxtell is fired or if he's the Flyers coach. He is in this like fugue state, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Dave Haxtell is, you know, he's, he's there. And today it finally comes out that Hacks fired and uh, that Scott Gordon will be taking over the Phantoms. Uh, coach Scott Gordon will be taking over head coaching duties. Interim, in the interim. interim tag too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Interim, interim tag, tag is important there. here to keep some people's hopes uh, alive for coach Q. But ultimately, it comes down to hack out, Gordon in, Q, big question mark. That's pretty much where we're at. And then other names, I guess, are back on the table now, uh, such as Mike Yo. <sighs> and I I think I saw Sheldon Keefe uh, was also being thrown around there. But pretty much, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was pretty much handled the worst way possible, I think. Today. absolutely i think the horrific job by the flyers pr team on this or whoever <sighs> number one you got ron hextall in his entire tenure no rumors really leaked out that was a tight ship now all of a sudden there's holes all over the ship it's split in half like the like the titanic 
and just sinking to the bottom of the ocean. Like there, there's leaks coming out all over the place and the flyers seem to have no idea what to do with this. Yeah, I think. So my guess at the timeline is they, I think they may have actually been waiting for Quinville because the whole thing with Quinville is he doesn't want to do anything until after the holidays, apparently. That's like his Neither big. Neither do I. It's from like the company line. Yeah, I haven't been doing anything for a while. I'll wait until January 2nd. But Happy holidays, Joel. That, that has been the thing that's been out there. And, you know, if the belief is true, what John Bork is saying uh, from NBCSN Philly. That global warming is Philly, a hoax. <laughs> that. And then he followed up with uh, apparently... Uh, Fletcher wasn't going to fire Haxtell today, and then Haxtell wanted a vote of confidence. And Fletcher is like, uh, bro, I mean, come on. And then he apparently fired him. I, I believe that's the exact that. dialogue. I, I cannot believe <laughs> well, that for I, a heartbeat. That, I, I actually believe your dialogue more than the timeline here. Yeah, that would that would be the only thing that could explain why they hit the ice without a press release. Like, the fact they got that far, if you knew they were firing him today, is kind of insane. But at the same time, I think that also explains the Carter Hart uh, call-up because they everybody was kind of freaking out and they were waiting for the Hackstall announcement, I guess. Well, and Carter Hart saw, found out last night, on Sunday night, that he was being called up. Okay. Okay. So, okay. so it, last night, Sunday night, the Phantoms holiday party, uh, Scott Gordon tells Carter Hart that he's being called up. So then... So then in that case, it's still a thing where I think Fletcher was still waiting on Quinville, maybe, and he wanted to keep Haxtell around for a bit longer, but he knew people were going to freak the fuck out. So I think they... Car- I still think the Carter Hart thing is not... I don't know. I still think it's kind of like a... Look at this thing over here. I think it's just oh, like a distraction. It's a big, from, shiny toy. Yeah. So I, I think they called him up after they found out that Quinville... I think he backed out. I think Quinville, some, something happened with Quinville that he backed out because... I think he met John Boric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take it easy here. I'm going to have to deal with this guy every day? No, thank you. I'm out. <laughs> oh, what smells like that pee did cologne? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Are there enough stripes in that suit? <laughs> He's just got like all these different like Ralph Lauren clones and just all these fancy ties. <laughs> They're essentially Why? just the de- the Dennis Feinstein fragrances <laughs> from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Oh, don't put that one on. I actually know what put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Why are there so many used gift cards for Joseph A. Bank in the CSN lobby? <laughs> but I think, uh, no, I think there was... I think there's something with Q being there uh, because, well, because first of all, I mean, Steph was the first one to report on it and Steph doesn't throw shit out there. Then Dave Isaac picked it up on Sunday and Dave Isaac doesn't throw shit out there. These are two pretty credible sources and they were willing to put a lot out there to say it's that it was going to happen. It's a big story to throw out there. It is a huge yeah. story to throw out there. And, and then, uh, why all would you sudden, do that unfounded? Why? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, nobody knows anything. And the, apparently the source started backtracking for both of them, and then I, I don't know. I 
I think, you know, I really don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll find out sooner or later what happened here, but I don't think it was a thing that there was just a ton of smoke with no fire. I think there was something with Quinn Bill. Uh, I don't know if it was just Fletcher was talking to him and they were talking about him coming in today or something, or I, I don't know what happened, but I think there was an expectation that he was going to be the next guy. And maybe he still is. It's just not going to be right this second. Right. And it's I mean, there's still a timeline. Right. It's going to be Gordon for the immediate future, but he's still got the interim tag. Who knows what's going to happen? It's just, you get this, this sense of impatience. If you're a Flyers fan, because number one, you saw a light at the end of the coaching tunnel. And number two, you know, there's other teams out there who are going to be vying for those services. And this feels like the time to lock that down. And it feels like he's getting away if you don't lock him down right now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a uh, trying to think how that. I I mean, it's a thing where I'm not going to believe that Fletcher. Fletcher says he hasn't talked to him in two years, and that's what two years. That seems like such an extreme timeline to throw out there. Yeah, and it's like, uh, and I mean, I'm not believing that or the Scott Gordon's coming interim till the end of the year thing. I don't know. I, I. Again, this is all guesswork. This is the kind of shit that we had to deal with right after Hextall got fired. And I hate it because we don't actually know what's going you on. Love but, uh, guesswork. You love it. I love gossip. I just like rumors. I wish sometimes when we start a podcast, like right before we record, I'm like, Steve, you know that outline, that five to six page outline I've been working on with all these numbers and stats and a pit. <laughs> throw it out. <laughs> I'm like, throw it out, buddy. Throw it, out. Just throw it in the garbage. We're just going to talk about the old times at the Roxy's bar for the guys from the seventies. We're going to figure out what actually happened between Lindros and Brenda Moore. We're just, we're going to get it all out on the table. We're going to figure out who set their personal records at each night of drinking on dry Island. Like, we're we're going to gonna... talk about the good old days when hockey players could eat pizza and wings after games. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah, they played well the next day. They played better than well. They played amazing <laughs> as they the started way, their way through the game. They still haven't won since that video. Oh my just, God, just so saying. obnoxious. I don't even think we discussed it on the show, on this no, show, I, rather. Because uh, I, I think you guys oh, wait, pretty much yeah, tackled yeah, it, right? You're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. On BSH yeah. Radio, you guys tackled it. So we kind of yeah. backed off that one. But if I may get my two cents in there real quick, how obnoxious on the Flyers' <laughs> part. How obnoxious to just go out there and be like, guess what? We won, so we're going to eat all the pizza and wings we won. <laughs> what a bunch of babies. What are you like guys how- even doing? This is pissing me off, man. This is not a professional organization. I don't know what the hell the Flyers are doing right now. It's ridiculous. I, I like how they uh, they could get that all organized. They have the tweet ready. They have the video. They're like, hey, hey, Hex, I'll suck one. And then when it comes to actually firing the coach, the PR team is just like, uh, I, I guess he's gone. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure Any, it out. Anybody have time to write this? <laughs> I, I got to pick my kids up. I, I don't have time for this. So, Craig, I have a theory about who is leaking all this information. Lay it on me. I think the source of all these rumors is Dave Haxtell. Oh, he's calling people up using different (laughs) voices, different phone numbers. He bought a bunch of burners and he's just calling people up. He's like, her, this is Smave pack star. And (laughs) you know, I heard that the flyers are going to fire their handsome coach, Dave Haxtell any day now. And Hire him with some old fogey called uh, uh Joe Quenny, Joe Quenville. That's I like it. how I like how Dave Haxtell still could even come up with a better last name than Haxtell. Like he still bungles up 
like he still fucks that up. <laughs> well, Andrew and McDonald he, came up with the name for him. And then he also tried to sell himself as a handsome guy. Like he's still trying to pick up dates while linking sources. You know, <laughs> I heard that Joel Quinville is going to uh, replace his head coach, Dave Haxtell. Very handsome man. He's in an open relationship. Anything's available. But apparently he's going to be outside of a job in a couple minutes. So just heads up. This is. All right, I got to go. I got to wait for it. This is very lactol. And I just got to tell you that athletic wakeboard and son of a bitch, Dave Haxtell is on his way out and I couldn't be sadder about it, but let's tell everybody and maybe the flyers will change their mind. I still like, by the way, I want to, I want to talk about these quotes real quick. Cause I enjoy, I, I don't know. I guess cause maybe he just realized he dunked on him in a way, but I always enjoy the, uh, but he's a hell of a man kind of comment. So <laughs> he was the bill Brasky. Dave Haxtell was a son of a bitch. Uh, Fletcher talked about the disconnect between Haxtell and the team. And the big quote is, uh, quote, going on the road last week and having all the time to spend with them and watch the team. I can't wait. Tremendously impressed with Dave as a human being. But to my eyes, there was a disconnect to what he was preaching and how the players were playing. As the leader of the team, uh, that responsibility falls on him. I felt at this point we needed a new voice. I will say there's there's obviously an onus on the players to buy into what the coach is saying as well. I addressed that with the players today before practice. Uh, and then he pretty much had another quote where he was just like, he's a stand-up guy. And, you know, he he took the firing with grace and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't, you know, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. Nobody thought Dave Haxtell was an asshole. It's just always funny that they always, like, come back and, I don't know. Every every guy that's ever been fired is a good hockey guy. Oh, yeah, the best Never. hockey guy. Well, yeah. that's why I was shocked that Ivan Provorov was kind of allowed to say something that wasn't like, you know, uh, Dave was the best and we failed him. Because that's usually what hockey players say when their coach is fired. Yeah, yeah, that's what Sam Hine came out with that. And Drew and Voracek all came out with that. So, But, but Provy was the, the one guy who was like, no, no I, th- I think this is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like, look, I'm fucking pumped. I don't know if you guys are watching me this year. Not great, but now that he's gone, <laughs> you guys thought it was Murphy. No, it's that dude. So, expect some goals. Expect those 17 goals again. They're coming <laughs> <laughs> any day now. He's just uh, gonna score like seven immediately. You know, <laughs> that's just me. Not happy or anything. Just you know, that's just me. Uh. So Scott Gore in 181 games as the Islanders coach back from 08-09 to the early part of 2010-11. 181 games. Yes. 181 games. He finished 64-94-23. and It is worth pointing out that those Islanders teams uh, sucked pretty hard. Uh, So that's uh, not exactly a fair record. To indicate, but with Lehigh Valley, he was 144, 86, and 24 since the start of 2015 16. Not bad. That's uh, pretty good. Not bad at all. Yeah. And again, doubtful is the long term solution. And also, I feel like if we did the whole fire Hextall thing, let's start winning stuff. And uh, Scott Gorn became the solution. And uh, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I feel like that's uh, a lot of shuffling and a lot of noise to get Scott Gordon behind. Which well, is, that's always been the end game Scott here. Gordon, but you know, we're in the end game now, Craig. It's it's Scott Gordon time. 
And the end game where Lappy is still here. Lappy is coaching the PK to death for the next 30 La- years. Lappy's been killing it. Why do you try to say otherwise? <laughs> Why do you try to slander Ian LaPerriere's good penalty killing name? Because he was a very good penalty killer as a player in the NHL. So why wouldn't he be a good coach for it? I don't understand what you mean. How is Lappy yeah. still here? I, I can't fathom That's a good this. question. I was going to look up. Uh, I don't even know how they did on the penalty kill on Saturday. I'm looking it up right now. I, I just, I can't fathom how this guy, this is the man who has survived everything so far. He's just, he's still yeah. chilling. Even though the Flyers have the worst penalty kill and he's directly responsible for it. Now nah, let's, let's keep him around. I, cool. I really do. I, it's kind of weird that just this has become the time when everybody's going to come patient with Flyers coaches. And it's like, do we, like it's right now, do we really have to, like Caxall is the third longest tenured Flyers coach or something? I'll check that out for Wednesday's show, but I thought I saw something like that. And that's kind of uh, kind of insane to me, uh, especially considering Hextall definitely played a role in that and not firing him. But why was he even allowed to just kind of sit around for a month and I guess uh, fuck around more here? I don't know. felt like that should have been GM and coach are going on the same day, but. We'll never know. Maybe Hackstall did deserve a second chance, so he could prove himself on that. Oh, the Flyers killed off uh, two penalties. They were two for two Where? on Saturday. There you go. Where? Also, I love how Scott Lawton had like the goal of his career in that game. Yeah. The so. one guy who showed up. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, Steve, overall, what, what, what are we thinking here? As a podcast, what are, what are going to be our uh, our takeaway thoughts here? about this situation well i'm glad they finally pulled the trigger and this was this was like not i don't want to say the perfect time but one of the better times to do it because it's completely justified after having just one of the worst road trips i've ever seen between that that calgary collapse which was awful just awful um embarrassed by the oilers and then when you get embarrassed by the canucks i think almost any coach deserves to be fired yeah well, and it sounds like it was the the Calgary game that was the uh, yeah. Fletcher has a quote here: uh, "Quote the Calgary game represented everything that I've come to know about this team. The chances we continue to take our puck management, our game management, and turnovers we committed. We've got to close that game out, and that's that mindset and that's attitude. To my eyes, there was a disconnect between Hacksaw. Yeah, yeah. So that whole thing. I think but Alexander it, Appleyard uh, posted something after that game, essentially showing that under Hackstall, the Flyers are best when trailing, mediocre when tied, and bad when they have the lead. Yeah, which, which I mean, great is, sign of a coach right there. Yeah, and it's definitely true because one of the biggest things we always bitched about was the Flyers turtling in the third period. And uh, I mean, they, they did everything they could to lose that game on Wednesday night. And like, if they. If that's the reason why I got fired, if that's a microcosm of the reasons why I got fired, that's a pretty good game to go out on. They had a lead in the third, took four penalties, which is, I think for the most part, Hextall's teams were disciplined, uh, but still took four penalties to put that penalty kill on the ice. Talar stands on his head, and then they still shit the bet with a minute and eight seconds left. Like they, and then they get they give up the game losing goal. Uh, immediately in overtime so it's I, i'm happy he's gone i just it doesn't today like the day hacks all got fired is supposed to be a really exciting time 
and somehow the flowers have made it made us all feel uneasy i think right. which is just well, amazing i think people were expecting it to be like the end of return of the jedi of course i mean the original one not the remastered one which is crap mm, yeah, of I, course nerd oh boy but, <laughs> but in the end of return of the jedi you know ewoks are dancing they're playing that da, 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 da song and <laughs> firework you know everybody it, they're playing bongos on stormtrooper skulls it's amazing and i think everybody expected it to be like that instead it was just kind of like so uh Nobody knows what's going on in Scott Gordon. Boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh... And, you know, maybe uh, maybe Scott Gordon deserves a second chance, but, uh... I, I, I have nothing against Scott Gordon, and he's yeah. done a great job with the Phantoms, and uh, I hope they, they keep him on for the Phantoms when all this plays out. But, ultimately, it's not satisfying, because Joel Quenville is there, a storied yeah. hockey coach, and... He's not a Flyers coach right now. Everybody wanted him. Everybody saw it. They saw the finish line. They saw Joel and his magnificent mustache just glistening in the sun. And it was a mirage. Yeah, and I think uh, apparently Fletcher's not remembering this, but I remember this. I can't even remember who he's talked to in the past two years, so. (laughs) I remember. Chucky two trades, no (laughs) memory. (laughs) I remember in Quinville's time in Chicago when the, the Hawks were in a close game and some of his players needed confidence. All Cornville would do would call timeout and then he just turn around and they would just touch his touch his mustache and that was like oh shit all right let's get back in there boys let's get let's finish this game strong for Coach Keel so that was like one of his main coaching strategies and uh, I mean it worked in Chicago got him a couple cups so that in Chicago would have worked here maybe if Haxtell just grown a magnificent mustache it would yeah been maybe I was gonna say maybe if we got that soup strainer working we would have figured out if he was a, a real coach or not but. We'll never know. We'll never know. And again, I mean, college players don't need that kind of confidence boost. But when you coach men, you got to be a man. You got to grow that stash. This is what happens when we don't have an ally for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Craig loves structure. I love chaos. And that's how we meet in the middle, usually. Usually. And these, uh, these podcasts on the fly, where we're, it's all guesswork and we want to talk about the he said he said behind closed doors uh makes me want to kill myself so this is uh it's a good it's a good talk hey, Craig, I, so w- while i did not solicit questions i actually did get a question on twitter oh all right so uh Bro. kyle uh leonhardt and i my apologies oh, yeah, if yeah. i said that wrong asked so i have a question for the fly purpley pod jake in an interview said that this was rock bottom and my question is this is it i feel like it should be but man who the hell knows i'll hang up and listen I mean, I'm not going to throw my rock bottom scenarios out there, uh, but I, I don't think it's rock bottom. I think it could definitely get worse. Yeah, but so. it's it's pretty bad. Oh, it's very bad. But and they, I, they, well, it's not only bad in as far as the PR disaster and the, the Flyers place in the actual standings is very bad. They're third to last in the entire league right now. Yeah, I all I'm saying is. I don't even know if I want to put it. I I, I kind of have to put it out there now. So I'm talking. Who did they just call up? Carter Hart. Okay. So, how could this season get worse? Uh, but Hack's not here to run him into the ground. So. Mm, but well, I mean, but that would you know just just saying. I I gotcha. I gotcha. And yeah, I, I don't so. know about this Hart call up. Like this is clearly a distraction. Like look at this shiny thing over here. But I'm I, telling you. I want I, this kid properly developed, and if you screw it up, I am going to 
find a way to let Ron, an angry Ron Hextall into the building and mess up all your stuff, Chucky <laughs> Two trades. Uh, but I, I really, I will forever believe that there is something with Quinville here, and then I don't know what happened. I just don't. But I mean, it, two Steph would have tweeted that shit out if she thought there was any chance it wasn't accurate. Uh, and then also, uh, Dave Isaac pretty much came out and wrote the same exact thing detailed. And I don't know. Those are two people that don't kind of just start rumors to start rumors. If They're there not two, hockey any other, insider or any of that crap. Yeah. Like, if there are any other two people on Twitter that would have kind of put their word behind it, I really would have kind of questioned it. But it was these two people. So I... I don't know. And again, all of it still could shake out because I'm not believing anything Fletcher is saying right now. No. Uh, so, and maybe, uh, maybe uh, Quinville just wants to get in some tasty slopes real quick and then he'll be here after Christmas. And then that's like, we would all just freaked out for no reason. Again, I think, I think the Carter Hart thing yeah, is just a distraction too. Oh, I don't yeah. Think, it, it's I think it basically like it, it, things are horrible, but Hey, Carter Hart's doing well. Let's call him up. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I, Car- Carter Hart just started getting his groove in the NHL. He just started figuring it out. This the is AHL. The AHL. AHL. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. My apologies. My apologies. But, um, <laughs> he just started figuring it out. So I don't think it's quite time to graduate to no, no, no. a challenge. But here we are. Because I mean, because Dave Haxtell's final act as Flyers coach was to kill Anthony Stolarz <laughs> once and for all. I I guess that is a fitting way for him to go out would be to have a a goalie get injured in his final game. If there, that's got to be on the the Dave Haxtell rankings. That has to be top five of thing. That that's a bingo. Not stopping momentum. Uh, McDonald getting an amazing amount of minutes for no reason. Uh, Sandheim's usage, Konechny's usage, Limblom's usage, oh man, Vandevelde and Belmar's usage. There's so yeah, much shit. That's bingo right there. You got bingo. Oh you win hack bingo. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Just what the what the do? Overusing Provy, running Provy into the ground like he's not playing that well. But let's let's keep throwing him out there for thirty minutes a game. <laughs> Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to run back and see if I can remember all the shit that he's done over his four years because there was yeah, a lot of it was not pretty. It's been I a think weird it, four years. It's been a real weird four years. And I mean, especially this year where it was supposed to be, I don't know, we're supposed to be talking about it. I remember I put out Leap a poll. Leap ahead. Uh, I put out a poll that was like, are the Flyers going to break 100 points? And everybody was like, yeah. Absolutely. Are uh, you kidding? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and they're like the goaltending was bad this year, but it can't get any worse, right? And I wish I, I should just go back and be like, "You fucking clowns! If only you knew how bad this whole thing can get." And uh, here we are. Uh, Ian LePere still employed. By the way, I if I can go to the hacksaw stuff with him, like feeling bad for him losing his job. I guess it sucks he lost his job. Same time. Dude's still getting paid for a while. Like he's he gets <laughs> he's to go home. A, a and cool like, mill next year. Yeah, he gets to go home, play some Fortnite, just hang out, drink some frescas, just chill, watch you know, watch them. Is that Dave Axtell's dream or Price is that is right. your dream? I mean, that's that's my dream. I'm not gonna lie. But <laughs> I like the envision that's what I would do with uh, a little bit of moolah on the bank. So I mean I do that now. 
uh, you know, on a call out of work. So that's a, but to do it all the time and get paid for it, that's got to be the dream. And then a couple of years, I'll like start coaching for the uh, University of Nebraska, Omaha or some shit, run those goalies into the ground. I don't understand. Like, do you think goalies just died in North Dakota and nobody paid attention because it's North Dakota? Yes. Yeah. They're just like, hey, I mean, there's a lot of space out here. You can get in danger. Who knows? Maybe our goalies just all wander off into the woods or some shit. But. And they were never heard from again. <laughs> yeah. Just nobody looked well, like nobody on the flight. He had Jonathan Taves at. do it. He had Jonathan Taves do it because have you seen Jonathan Taves? Dude looks more like a serial killer than Scott Lawton. <laughs> just like after after Hextall hires Hextall, he's like, oh, apparently used 45 goalies in 10 years at Universe. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it's got to be a typo. <laughs> oh. This is a uh, it's a good time. I'm you know Steve. I'm uh, just happy that the chaos is back. You know, not a winning record, not the exciting foundation to get excited. Just uh, just absolute anarchy with no benefits of a uh, playoff success or anything. So I'm happy. Uh, happy all this is back. Just pure anarchy. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This is what we signed up for when we became Flyers fans. Was yeah. anarchy, chaos, leaks, all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Who liked a team that, you know, built the prospect pool, was kind of working their way into setting up long-term success, didn't have any uh, uh, demoralizing contracts on the record for years to come? Uh, let's, get the, let's get the rumors back in there. I think it's time for some more demoraliz- demoralizing contracts. Like, let's yeah. get them in there. Let's make some bad decisions. Hey, just saying, Jimmy Howard's a free agent. We can treat up. this like a bachelor party, essentially. <laughs> A lifelong bachelor party that's just All filled with nothing. <laughs> filled with nothing but just first round playoff exits. I'm pretty pumped. That's essentially the equivalent of ending up in the drunk tank by 9 p.m. Yes. Which I, yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> you're doing work early then, in my opinion. You're getting drunk by then. <laughs> it's very That's true. Yeah. Or you don't have a tolerance for drinking. Either or. Either or. You know, give or take. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, this is this is a brief one. But uh, well, unless we you had go, something else. I was just going to say, when the season's over, who do you think the head coach is? Hmm. Craig Berube. Hmm. Serious guess. Craig Berube. <laughs> Craig Berube. As of right now, as of this moment, I'm inclined to say Scott Gordon just because of all the 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 smoke the Flyers mm-hmm. are throwing this way. So my my realist answer is Scott Gordon. My hope is Joel Quenville, and my oh god, what did I do to deserve this? Is Mike Yeo. Yeah, buddy. Guess where I'm going? I'm You're going, going to Yeo. Yeo. Yeah, I, it's it's gonna be him. I can already I can feel it. I can I can just feel it already. They're just gonna they're gonna come out like next week, and like after careful consideration, uh, we're gonna get the guy that didn't win shit in Minnesota, and we're gonna bring him in because I mean they've already did that once actually. So why not go back to that well? Just bring him in and flop him in. So go from a pretty bad coach to a guy that he's won some playoff series. So we're feeling good about this. Feeling great. 
I'm excited. Chucky two trades. Chucky two, not, not a single trade yet, but Chucky two trades is going to go on those phones. He's going to get us jumping quick. That's the other thing, man. I am I am terrified for some of these potential I trades. I am seeing a lot of stuff about Shane Gossespierre. Not that he's going to get traded, but a lot Ugh. of people that like to think they have sources on the inside. And man, I am not pumped about that aspect. No, that is, that's a terrifying thought. Uh, our sweet baby boy, Shane, the ghost bear himself. I love Shane Goss bear. And I think he's one of the more dynamic flyers defensemen I've ever yeah, seen. And if they just him. trade him away, I'm going to be furious, just yeah. furious, man. And I'm already pretty pissed. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great if they do that. Well, it's not, first of all, it's not going to be great. The one thing, that I'm going to enjoy in the most bitter fashion ever is going to be the first couple of days after they make that trade. And they're like, Oh, teams don't want with players like ghost. You can't be fancy on defense. You gotta, you gotta hit and block shots. And then when this team doesn't score for like five straight fucking games, they're going to be like, Oh, where's all the explosive, uh, <laughs> dynamic offensive capabilities. If only why, the Flyers, why can't our defense do anything? <laughs> if only the Flyers had a guy at the point, who could fire off a wicked slap shot <laughs> and score from that far back. That would be a hell of a weapon. Where can they oh. get somebody like that? <laughs> we need our defenders to take the puck out of the zone more. I don't know why we can't do that anymore. I got an idea. I think I know why we can't get from one end of the ice to the other end. Get a hunch. <sighs> all right, I'm done. Well, gang, thanks for listening to the... Thanks for listening. Slam down my computer. <laughs> to this abbreviated flight verbally, you can reach Craig on Twitter at Sports Are Bad because, well, yeah, Eagles well, won yesterday, I mean, so they're not terrible. I was gonna say outside of the fires, uh, sports have been they've been all right. Sixers pretty I mean, good. Yesterday was a lot of fun. Sixers uh, are good. Cowboys got smacked. Yeah, Cowboys uh, got shut out by the the vaunted Indianapolis Colts, and Cole Beasley had a hilariously bad play. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Uh, and. Only in the United Hate of America could people still think that uh, Dak Prescott is more than a backup. That's my that's my hot take. Oh, I mean, some people get shut out by the Colts. Again, I'll repeat that. I guess some people get shut out by the fucking Colts. (laughs) I guess we'll still have the Dak Carson comparison, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, and then a big old uh, big dick Nick came through with a pretty big game. Sometimes you're Cole Beasley just watching a uh, ball come down slow motion in front of your face and you can't do anything about it. It's pretty much my life. It's just opportunities right there. I just kind of freak out. The Flyers are so miserable. I need to take these little joys wherever I can get them. So yeah, we this might. Is, yeah. This is where I'm getting them in, in drinking all of the so-called haterade and just uh, hating on Cole <laughs> Beasley. We're just going to, once say it's just going to be me and you talking about, uh, just ignoring the the six nothing loss after nobody helps out Carter Hart, and we're just gonna make fun of Cole Beasley and Dak Prescott for like an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm not Cole. <laughs> Cole is gonna get it because <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad about Carter Hart and the whole situation. Like Carter Hart's good now. Idiots on WIP are saying he's bad. Flyers gonna make some other dumb move. You're just gonna you're just gonna tweet at Cole Beasley. You know, fucked up, bro. <laughs> You're going to hear about this one. Hey, you want to come on Fly Purbly and I will just curse you out for an hour? <laughs> and then we, we'll talk about hockey for an hour. <laughs> uh, <sighs> I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I'm fun. Uh, uh, By the way, Daughtry is on Monday Night Football. 
I don't know if you remember Daughtry. They had a song like 10 years ago. Was he on the Flyers' fourth line a couple years back? I don't know what you're trying to joke about. Him. There wasn't Daughtry? There wasn't a, a Daughtry on the fourth line? It sounds like a random flyer, that's all. <laughs> Uh, there's a new band or, called Thor. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm confusing him with former Flyers draft pick and now L.A. King for life. Oh uh, yeah, Drew, Drew Doughty. Yeah, Drew Daughtry. Yeah, Drew Daughtry, of course. Yeah, when uh, when he was drafted, somebody said you're probably not, you're, you're probably not going to make it to the big time, and he said it's not over. Then he kept plugging away, and he finally got in there. That's I have my, no idea if that's even a reference. I, to that's his only song. I, I, I don't know anything about this. What is this? That is the extent of how popular Daughtry is. I think he's on American Idol and Lost, and apparently is like still out here doing stuff. You know, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I think it's very fitting that I brought up Daughtry with this Flyers news. Scott Gordon as the interim coach feels like a very Let's listen to some Daughtry, kind of. They feel like they're equivalent, in my opinion. Put on the radio, listen to some Daughtry <laughs> with Dave Hackstall <laughs> and Scott Gordon. Maybe we can get Dave on, and then he can just talk to us about unbuttoning shirts and how chill and cool the media is while he waits for it or some shit. <laughs> if I ever get the chance to talk to Dave Hackstall, I just want to ask him about Freddie Free Chest from work, and that's it. <laughs> now, Dave, you once undid one button to look cool on a video interview. <laughs> let me talk. Let me tell you about this guy. Five buttons. Five buttons undone at work. That's not professional. Am I right, Dave? Holy shit. I kind of want this to happen now. <laughs> set it up. I don't know yeah, who's okay. going to set it up, but set it up. We'll get him. My, we'll, my we'll, one on one with Dave. We'll Hackstall. get him on the horn. Yeah. Talking pizza, wings, shirt buttons, penalty kills, <laughs> wakeboarding. It's all on the table. It's all on the table. Absolutely. Uh, well, Craig's at sports are bad. You can reach me at Estebaum or the Fly Purbly account. And, of course, be sure to follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey for all of your wonderful Philadelphia Flyers news and needs. I thought we'd be happier, and the Flyers really screwed this up, and I'm, I'm curious. I all I'm saying is. It could have been a lot smoother today, and it uh, was like pulling teeth to fire a pretty mediocre goalie. <laughs> a pretty mediocre goalie? A, a pretty mediocre coach. Goalie, I mean, whatever. I mean, it's all apply- it all applies it's to all this team. blending together now. It, yeah, it's like so. pulling teeth to fire somebody that everybody wanted fired. Like, yeah, everybody was amazing. overjoyed at the news. Like, And it's nothing against Dave Haxtell, the guy, the man. Like, we, we all agree, he seems like a nice enough guy, but... As far as being the hockey coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, it was time for him not to have that occupation anymore. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. (sighs) Well, we'll be back later this week with, uh, we got a couple things going on because we're going to have a a regular app. It might, might be a little shorter, not this short, but a little shorter. And, uh, we've also got, we're going to be at the Nashville game to celebrate some Scott Hartnell, some, what's that? What's that fan night thing that Comcast does? Authentic fan. Authentic fan. You guys are the real fucking fans. You're the real motherfucking deal, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Hacks on the outside.
That's it. I can't okay. do anymore. I'm referencing Stained and Fred Durst. It's, I'm Durston. I got to get out. Uh, until next time, in the words of Gene Hart, who really should not be associated with any of this. I'm so sorry, Gene. Good night and good hockey. Wow. Been where? Hello, everybody. This is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Hey guys, this is John Stolness from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. Make sure you are subscribed to The Good Fight podcast feed.